Life Uncut podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This episode is recorded on Gadigal land of the Aurora Nation. The Life Uncut Radio Show. Brittany Hockley, Laura Byrne, right around Australia. Hi, everybody. Hi, girls. Hi, Mitch. Look, I just want to Hi, Brittany. Let's, I just don't want to fluff around here. I've got a problem. Uh-oh. I have a problem with the men in Australia right now. No, look, not all the men. No. There are some good men left in Australia. It's the men that you choose. Yeah, at this point, is it we, their fault? I also... <laughs> Yeah, I'm at the point where I think we need to stage an intervention yeah. for the men that you're attracted to. Okay, well, I just want to tell you a story, and I guess this is what happens when the dating pool gets smaller, you hit your 30s, you know, there's that awkward time yes. where people are already married, they haven't figured out that they want to divorce yet. So there's like there's this, there's this time that's even people, there's not a lot of people out there. Like the good men eventually come back on the market, but oh, they come... They'll come full circle. They're just not there. So I, I mean, in the Eastern Beaches too, it's a bit of a bubble. So I'm in Sydney in the Eastern Beaches. Now, producer Keisha, she's the one of my really good friends. Uh She produces the podcast. We're both single. We're both online dating. So we we never match with anyone because of slim pickings. We were down at the park two weeks ago now, maybe, um, and I was like, oh, I finally matched with one person. I find I'm, someone's decent. He was, I mean, had some topless photos. It's pretty cute. Okay. I hate a topless photo he's on so, Tinder. No, he's so beautiful. I'll show you him. He is, I'll show you too, Mitch. You'll appreciate <laughs> okay, it more. Okay, sure. Uh, so he was divine with the some bands, and I was like, it's been great. Couple of weeks of chat. She's like, oh, my God, I matched with someone too. And oh. I was like, no oh. way. The bands start oh, with her. No. The yeah. old double match. And then she's like, but he stopped talking to me a couple of days ago now. Went cold. And I was like, oh, so did my guy. We, we're like, oh, no. So we swap phones. We're like, we've been talking to the same guy. This is not the end of the world, okay? But we're like, well, it's a bit How awkward now. How deep into conversation did you get with the same guy, though? We were we were a few weeks deep of bands. Like it was it was going really well. We're, we were, I had said let's meet up. We got to that point, right? Yeah, the bands might one day get in your pants. Well, that was the plan. <laughs> then nothing. So we go cold and we forget about it. Then Keisha and I, a couple of nights later, we're out at the pub having some drinks. In walks this guy. He's a meter away from us. We've never met him. Oh no. I look oh. at him. He looks at me. He looks at Keisha. Keisha looks at him. Keisha looks at me. I look at Keisha. There's an awkward love triangle. He doesn't say a word. Oh. And then he walks to the other end of the bar. We don't, okay. Yeah, we don't So you think friends. he clocked it and he was like, oh, that's both our girls together. Yeah, didn't speak His to it. His heart would have sunk. He would have gone, God, they've got, they've teamed up. How do they know? <laughs> but I think this is a good thing. Like, he's fine. You don't need, if you, you've been chatting to a guy who's talking to someone who you're friends with, there's plenty of other fish. I mean, that might be debatable, but there's a lot of other fish in, in the Bondi sea. Beach. <laughs> it doesn't need to be the same person that your friend is also chatting to. Yeah, right. So this is the moment where you let it slide, right? You're like, this is a... a He's not a great guy. It's not going well. Let's let it go. Well, I mean, he hasn't done anything wrong, but also just he like... snob them. Pick... Yeah, true. And then didn't speak to... And yeah, look, I mean, I think that there's other people you could pick. Yeah, cute. So I went on a date with him last night. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. All right. I mean, the girl does love a red flag. How did that go? And and my... Wait, a more important question is, have you told producer Keisha yet? Yeah. Yes, I have. We think this is funny. There's no secret to you. Did he call you Keisha? Did he get the names mixed up? <laughs> and how many other girls is he talking to on Tinder right now? Okay, so you know what he told me? He said... A lie. <laughs> 
<laughs> he told me he did not mm. recognise either of us. He's oh, like, oh, pull, pull the other one. He had a red flag on his head, Brittany Hockley. Okay, <laughs> how did the date go? Really well. Oh. Um, I'm definitely going to see him again. But the, it's going to end terribly, So will Keisha, apparently. Well, I just want to finish on... Um, I went to drop him home. I was like the boy because I was driving. I went to drop him home. We stopped at the traffic lights. I can't believe this is so funny. <laughs> we stopped at the traffic lights. She's going high pitch. It must be good. Oh we stopped at the traffic lights that were close to his house. Yeah. And he goes, okay, thank you so much. I'm going to run. Got out of the car, closed the door and <laughs> ran. He ran. What? Do you know why? Street. I'll tell you why. Because he still lives with his girlfriend. That's why. <laughs> That's why he ran while the car was still moving. Anyway, I'm going to see him again. Oh, Brittany. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the reason why Brittany Hockley is still (laughs) single. Terrible. Uh, Hey, this is pretty fun. If you're not in the Life Uncut Radio Show Facebook group, you have to. It's like its own little sub-world. It's called the Life Uncut Discussion Group. It's not the radio group. (laughs) But if you're from the radio land, you can come join join. us. We don't discriminate. We love everybody there. No, but we had an interesting conversation in there recently. A few questions going around about house-sitting. Well, I think because everybody's going away on holidays at the moment, people have got dogs, you've got plants, you've got all these things you've got to take care of. Now, there was one girl who had written in the Facebook discussion group and she she was asking the question. So her boss had said, can you come over and house sit while we're away? So she said, yeah, no problem. I'll come and I'll house sit. But he didn't actually specify whether or not he was going to pay her to come over and house sit for the three weeks that he was off on holidays. Right. Now, this was the conversation. She wanted to know, is it assumed that you get paid for house sitting, especially if it's your boss asking you, or do you just house sit out of the goodness of your own heart because you get a roof over your head and, I guess, some leftover food in the fridge? I think the idea is, A, no, it shouldn't be assumed, but I think that the idea around this is I've done a lot of house sitting in my time overseas and I did it as a way to save money. You, you don't get paid for it overseas, but you get free accommodation. You don't pay rent. And if it's a really, like a lot of people that get house sitters live in these big, beautiful houses. So the idea is you get to live in luxury for a couple of weeks. Like we don't pay you, but look at the house you live in. So I think you definitely need to have the conversation. It cannot be assumed. Yeah, but all fine if you're a backpacker in another country. But if you've got to pay rent in your own house that's like, you know, 500 metres down the road or in another suburb, it's just annoying staying at someone else's house because then you've got to go home and get some mansion on Dover Heights. (laughs) I don't know. I think if you're going to have someone house sit and it's not saving them any money because they've still got to pay rent in their own home, then I think you've got to pay them. Especially if it's a boss. You can't get your employee in your house and not pay them. Absolutely. On top of that too, it's not just that you're coming to stay in this nice house. If you've actually ask someone to come and do the work. You're walking the dog, mm. you're feeding the cat, you, you're taking him out to go to the toilet. Like you're, you're doing extra, then yeah, there definitely needs to be a conversation about the money. And that's annoying because like you, if you're there and you're taking care of their pets or whatever, you've got to be on their schedule. You've got to make sure you take FIFO out for his afternoon poop. You've got to feed, like there's right. responsibilities there. Do you know when I was house sitting over in England, this is a true story. I was house sitting for this really rich family, a beautiful mansion in the woods the dog died. Oh, no. Oh, while you were house-sitting? While I was oh. house-sitting. Well, I'm going to guess they didn't pay you. He w- they definitely did not. <laughs> they better he pay went, the therapy. He went out into the woods and he was the prized possession. He, he never out, came back. He never came back. Oh, that's oh, spooky. Brit, he, he disliked you that much he ran away and died. They, they found him, though. No, they <laughs> found awful. him. They found him and they weren't even they weren't angry at me. They, it turns out that he had, they did some checks, you know, they paid the extra money for the CAT scans. He had like a heart murmur and he, he just passed away at eight. It was just very oh. this bad time. 
timing. I, I mean, because you have a profile when you house sit, so people yeah. can go and comment. Yeah. This is that is traumatic. That is traumatizing. For you, case by case, having a pet die when you're the house sitter. I can't even imagine. I wanted to run away. I was like, how do I even tell them? How do I say, hey, I know I had one job here. I house sat for a friend and it was a haunted house and I ended up paying for Sage to do a seance. No, Did you? Yes. <laughs> my good friend. I said, hey, there's scratch marks on the wall. They went, this is a true story. They went, there weren't scratch marks. When they got back, they went, there were scratch marks. I didn't do them. They went, oh. neither did we. A ghoul scratched the walls. So I got I, Sage and I saged the whole house. You just made me feel physically ill. I get tears in my eyes because I believe in ghosts. Yeah, so like, I think there was something in that house. It's okay. Real. I'm go- getting back to whether or not people need to pay. <laughs> This is, we have gotten off track and stuff has gotten wild. We want to know, if you've got someone staying in your house, do you pay them? Or is it just the kindness of your own heart yes. that you're doing your house sitting? Well, there's something we do here on the show. Five calls says it all. We get five calls uh, and we see where the, the tally lies at the end. It's either going to be yes or it's either going to be no. Pay or you do it for free. Just don't kill the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Taking your calls with the Life Uncut Radio Show right around Australia. We're in the middle of a very heated debate. Oh, yeah. That was very dramatic music. Listen, someone posted in the Life Uncut discussion group on Facebook. They were asked to house-sit their home by their boss and they weren't paid. So the discussion is, should you be paid if you were house-sitting a house for a friend, for a boss, whoever it may be, should you be paid for your services? Laura, you think? And it was very divided. It was a heated, heated discussion. I think you should absolutely be paid. Mm, It's a job. Keeping a dog alive is a job. I think it's dependent on the situation. I think if it's a really... You've got to say yes or no. If it's a beautiful big mansion... Yes or no. Yes or no, baby. Yes, with considerations. No, no, no. Okay, no. Terrible. It's a no. It's We're a no. taking the calls of the Australian public. Five calls says it all, and by the end we will have a result. Let's go to the phone. Just extra drama. drama. I'm starting that again. Like, There's a lot. <laughs> Gina on thirteen one zero six five. Gina, to be paid or not to be Hello. paid for house sitting. Hello. Um, I think it kind of depends on the relationship you have with them. Like, if it's a bit of a working relationship, then yeah, you probably should be paid. Gina, but we need a yes or a no. Yeah. Oh, Pick a um, side. Get off that fence, Gina. Yeah, it's a yes. So yes. <laughs> yes, lock to me. Pay them. Yes, we love okay, it. Thank you, Gina. You got there in the end. <laughs> Crystal, 131065. Is it yay or is it nay? It's a nay. Oh. I don't think you can expect to be paid. I just think that you should expect them to return the favour for you. Interesting. Okay. I don't want my boss coming to my house. No. <laughs> Tell the head of ARN they can't come stay at my house. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a spare room. <laughs> thank you, Crystal. Let's move on. So it's one one each. Oh, dear. Paula. Hello, Paula. Yes or no? Paula, you feel like a yes. Absolutely yes. Ah! <laughs> I got that vibe, Paula. Good. Absolutely. Why? The massive responsibility. Like, you're, you're looking after a house, animals. If you're doing, you're doing a job, basically, so you should be getting paid. Yes, and I kill my own plants, so if I have to be responsible for someone else's... I would never get Laura in my house. <laughs> Everything would be dead. Thank you, Paula. Harriet, uh, yes or no? Should you be paid if you were asked to house sit? I don't think so, no. Oh. I used to do it all the time oh. when I was younger. Like, I'd just finished school. I was, you know, at uni. It wasn't my job. I had a job. I went to uni. It was just a fun way to right. get out and have my own space. Like, I wasn't paying bills. Harriet, I... did a dog die on your watch too? Or? <laughs> no, a dog did not die on my She's watch. She's more responsible than all, all right. of us. You've got <laughs> one up on me. Adult. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're a tiebreaker. So, the no's have two. The yeses have two. I'm going to do it again. This is the final call. <laughs> Five calls. Does everyone have anxiety from this music? <laughs> I have anxiety I in general. CSI. <laughs> CSI Life Uncut. Like something terrible, bad and foreboding is about to happen here. Oh, stop. 
<laughs> Mitch, what's it going to be? Yes or no? Get yes or no? Let's find out. <laughs> Gemma in Harris Park. Hello, end it for us. Should you be paid Hi. to house sit? Yes or no? Big yes. Yay! Hey! Yes, we Show me the money, honey. That's what we're all about here. <laughs> yeah. Five says it all. It is a yes. You should be paid to house sit. No one should be doing anything for free these days. I unless agree. it's a mansion, I, I will do it for free. Yeah, unless I can come to live in your mansion with zero responsibilities. I will do it, yeah. yeah I'll fine. do that. Yeah, or you kill their dog and then pay for the vet bills and the cremation. <laughs> I would do that now as a 34-year-old. <laughs> Put me in your mansion. Oh, democracy lives on here at the Life Uncut Radio Show. I mean, it's not really the high-end democracies, is it? <laughs> no, it's like a small Italian village. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing an Ask Uncut. This is Ask Uncut. This is one of our favourite segments. You guys write in questions to us. Your deepest, darkest dilemmas. Well, some of them actually aren't that deep and dark. And we do our best to give you our advice. Now, we're not overly qualified, but we're very passionate. And Laura, you have a question in your hot little hand. I do. Hi, girls. I've just found out that my partner of over a year has an app in his phone. One of those vault-type apps that has nude photos of every girl that has ever sent him a spicy pig. He said that he doesn't really look at them, but I feel so uncomfortable about it. Why would he still have them? Am I completely crazy to think this isn't okay? Do you keep old nudes? Please help. He 100% looks at them. You don't have a secret photo vault app that you keep every nude in and then say, I don't actually really look at them though. Why do you have the photo vault? Have you ever been in this situation? Have you ever dated a guy and then found out that he had nudes of his ex? I don't think I have, but I have a friend who this happened to literally like a month ago. She's in a relationship. She found a vault on his phone. This actually probably is written in by her. Who knows? She had a vault. He had a vault with his ex-girlfriends, just one, all her nudes in it, and I think some sex tapes as well. (gasps) Now, this doesn't sit right with me because I don't think if you're in a relationship and you love each other and it's committed, I don't think you should have access to a plethora of nude photos from every person you have ever been with in your life. I mean, do you have to delete them entirely or can you just put them on a computer somewhere that you don't look at them very often? Okay, hang like on. Why are you getting carrying them around on your phone? I'm getting a vibe that maybe you've still got some nudes on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're this like, was, do you have to actually completely delete them from your life? This question came in from Maddie J. <laughs> no, I, I've been in this situation. I actually dated a guy who had a secret app in his phone. It was a calculator and it was only that I found out that this calculator app, if you put in a special code into the calculator, it opened up as a photo vault. How did you oh. even discover that? Were so, you trying to do some mathematics one day and the vault opened? Like, <laughs> no, no. I was actually, I was, I was away on holidays. I had read an article, a tech article about this app and how kids were using it to fool their parents. And my, my boyfriend at the time was a bit, look, he was a bit crap. And I thought, you know what? I bet he has that app. And I picked up his phone and it's he bloody had the app. Anyway, it caused many fights. He would never show me what was in it. Um, but I did find out eventually. And, yeah, it was a lot of photos of his ex. I don't recommend it. I, I think that um, if your boyfriend's saying that it's okay because he only looks at them sometimes, you probably should get a new boyfriend. I would recommend that you delete, you get him to delete that app. And if he's arguing the point with you, if he says that he does not want to delete that and he needs it for some sort of resource or backup, then I would be leaving that relationship very quickly.
Get a subscription to Pornhub. If you guys have a question that you want us to answer, slide on into our DMs, Life Uncut Podcast on Instagram. Let us know. It could be deep, dark and dirty or it could be really lighthearted, but we will do our best to answer them here on Life Uncut Radio Show with Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. Ladies, are we excited for The Block tomorrow night? It's premiering tomorrow. I love The Block. Yeah. I love it. I also love that it's become quite dramatic. There's always a bit of spicy fights that happen these it days. It always makes me, like, it just really makes me think, I'll never have that. So <laughs> a really nice house or a fight or a with your spouse. Or f- a, a spouse to fight with <laughs> over a nice house. So I feel like uh, all of the above. My favourite part of the block is when the judges enter and they judge. Oh, my God, they're so good. I love them all. My favourite is Shayna Blaze. Uh, she's an award-winning interior designer. Of course, a judge on the block. She joins us now. Hello, Shayna. Welcome to the show. Hi. Oh, how could I not be excited about that introduction? Thank you. The, the man knows how to do an introduction. That's what I do. Shana, well, I am so excited to speak to you. We are in the crux of renovating a house ourselves yeah. and we are making a lot of mm. mistakes. But before we get into talking about the absolute mess that is my current renovation situation, I want to know, what is the worst house that you think has been renovated on the block? Oh, the worst house? Yes, let's oh, focus on the negatives. Fingers, <laughs> I'm definitely Ooh. the optimistic one of this no. duo. Laura loves to go in I'm, with the no, pessimism. With Laura. No, do you know why? Because we see so many nice ones. Like, they always look nice, and that's what TV yeah. sometimes does. Yeah. And I want to know, which one did you walk into and go, oh, dear? Look, I think they all have this essence and oh, dear, because we do it week by week. I think as an overall, that's a bit hard to do, but I, but I can tell you a couple of the spaces that I went, oh, dear. Yeah. Um, and that was like one of my first couple of ones, which was the high-rise one where it was Trixie and Jono. They had completely run out of money and they had the, the outdoor terrace and literally it was just like a water feature and a couple of pebbles. <laughs> I couldn't even cover the floor and it was just like, you have to be kidding me. And it's those people you keep saying... Just have a look at your budget. Be careful. Be careful. And like, the, just a bag of pebbles, and it was just like I think one of them wasn't even open. I mean, my my dog Delilah. I have a bag of pebbles and a water feature in her kennel, so I feel like she's doing better. Oh wow! I bet, well, you know, I reckon anything was going to be an improvement. <laughs> just putting that out there. Oh, Shana, I feel like I mean, I could be getting my wires crossed here, but I, I come from yep. a bachelor background, so does Laura. I feel like this is supposed to be about building and design and architecture, but there seems to be every year some more scams. Some more fights, some lovey, lovey dovey mm-hmm. tips. Is this season going to be more about the drama or are we shifting into some sort of like married at first sight bachelor territory? Oh, Lordy, you, what are you thinking? Wife swapping? And- <laughs> Will you kiss Scott Cam? Will you Scott Cam? Yeah. <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think the thing is you can never gauge how it's going to go because it, the tension and the, the stress of like the weather, the weather is absolutely absolutely freezing, like frost mm. and the winds. So the conditions were bad. We were, um, people were running out of budgets. Like, but there was a lot of things that the, you don't have to manufacture any sort of like argy-bargy because the, the elements in all those situations just make you fraught and make people sort of not only just have each other but turn on yourself. So I think you're going to see not so much argy-bargy with other people but sort of in their own couple or their own team and then also what they do to themselves because it's just, it, it's highly stressful and I don't think you know your limits until you push to, into this arena. I mean, to be fair, I usually end up in an argument after going to Ikea for a day. So I yeah. can relate to this. Yeah, the look, stress. most people do. That's why you stay single, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so really quickly, Shayna, I want to know, in the promo, you're riding a horse. Now, did they get a stunt, Shayna, or is that actually you how, riding that horse? How good am I? I'm so freaking amazing. I'm up myself how great I am. <laughs> no, it was a stunt double. It was a stunt double. Oh, it was. It was this gorgeous girl who was actually also um, doing work, behind-the-scene work and everything on La Brea. And anyway, I feel very sorry for her because she was about 22, and I looked at her and I think, this is great for my ego. Not so much yours. <laughs> yeah, you're... <laughs> <laughs> the poor thing. We aged her up a little bit. That's okay. Oh, Shana. Well, we're very excited for the block. It premieres tomorrow night uh, at 7 on Channel 9. Now, we wanted it you to stick around cool. for a second, Shana, because um, Maddie J and our very own Laura Byrne are renovating their house. And Laura, ha- she's torn. She's got quite a few options. So she's going to bring you her options, and she wants you to, via a process of elimination, whittle them down and help her pick the best items for ultimate resale on her house. Absolutely. Am I going to, am I going to pit um, Maddie J against Laura? Laura, am I? Am that's I the meant point. That? Yeah, that's why we're doing it. Yes, <laughs> that, that's it. I'm that's really good at that. So I'll, 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 my honesty prevails. Oh, I'm waiting. I can't wait for this bit. Well, yeah. So what's going on, Laura? You're renovating with Maddie. Well, so we are. Yeah, we, we bought a house last year. We're going to start the renovations. We're all in the midst of like the actual planning phase. But there's been a few things that we can't see eye to eye on, and. For us, like one of the things is like we want it to be a home that we can live in, that's functional for our needs, but also has good resale value. Yes. And so there's a couple of different things that we're tossing up at the moment that we're like, well, what would that look like if it was to go back on the market and where are we going to get the best you know, bang for our buck, basically. Um, Got it. Okay, I'm going to kick it off with one of the... You want some music? The... I think we yes. need some music. Let's give some music. All right, let's go. We okay, so there's one thing that we've been arguing about quite a bit lately, and now it's all around the kitchen. Mm. Do you think it's more important to have a butler pantry or a butler? Duh, butler's pantry. But if the oh. butler has his shirt off, maybe that would be oh, good. I, I agree with that. I mean, personally, I'd go for the butler, the topless butler. All right, number two. Would you prefer a food incinerator or a fireman pole? Mm. <laughs> now, think carefully. This is resale. Right, I think of food in Sincarina, okay. unfortunately. Those things are a bit yeah. dangerous, though. What if you've got kids in the house? Uh, the know? fireman pole's not. <laughs> it could well, be used actually, for exercise. There's plenty of other yeah. uses here. Mm-mm, no, unless you're going to be Bridget Jones, no. Okay. okay, all right. What about plantation shutters or a bidet? Oh, for God's sake. You made it so easy for me. The bidet. Yeah, oh, bidet. <laughs> How good are they? Once you've used them, you can't go we, back. Yeah, we all were in Bali a couple of weeks ago now, Shana, and we love the bidet. Oh, my God. Okay. Can what? I just tell you, the functions these days, you'll never leave the bathroom. <laughs> oh, and the seats are heated. There's, there's a spray, oh. light spray, hard spray, uh, emotional spray. There's a lot. <laughs> okay, and what about, and this is, a re- this is for me, I'm torn. I'm very torn. Right. Yeah. A herb garden or a sex room? <laughs> Well, for resale, it depends on the demographic. So where where is the house being sold? Well, I mean, everyone grows up at Look, some stage. It's in Bangalore, but I feel like, you know, I always kill plants, so I'm a bit worried about yeah, that. It'll right. be a dead herb well, garden probably, by the time I'm finished with it. Probably it's safer to kill the plants than each other in a sex room, so I think, I'd better go okay. to plants. Oh, I think anyone that's at the age that they're buying a house is going to be having sex. Oh, thank you, Brittany. Well, sorry. Wow. Are you and Maddie? We should confirm. Are you guys? We have two children, but they were both immaculate conception. We still just hold hands. Okay, last question. This yeah. is truly where we're at. Um, it's a biggie. Look, what is more important in a house, a feature wall 
or a mirror above the bed? Oh, your, your themes have really got me. You've got the pole, you've got the sex room, you've got the mirror above the bed. Uh, is this Fifty Shades of Grey or is this the blog? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we are from The Bachelor. Who knows? the mirror above the bed. I mean, oh, you know, if, if you've, you've already told me you've had problems with sex class. So I think no, you it's, need it's, to ask it's because... She's got issues. She does. No, yeah. it's, we've got the ring light. It's just so Matt can check himself. Like, he looks beautiful. It's There's nothing going on. It's just so he can see himself. No one looks good birds I knew. Nobody. <laughs> is, the, is the mirror on the roof for the topless butler? Or, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, who knows? Shana, thanks for joining us. It's, we cannot Bye. wait. Tomorrow night is the yeah. premiere of The Block. Yeah, 7 o'clock on Channel 9. Shook is Shana. We can't wait to watch. Bye. Thanks, Shana. You're the best. You Thank guys you. are hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We'll record that, put it in our CV. Yeah. Fabulous. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, stand by. Next, we, uh, we're unpacking Brittany's airport dilemma. She's had a big issue at an airport, Brit, right? It's not, it's not nice. Look, it's not a big issue, but it's one of those things that's a bit of a pet peeve. You yeah. know those things that really grind your We gears? all have them, yeah, when you're travelling. Guys, we, oh, is it annoying that we keep saying we all got back from Bali a couple no, of weeks ago? No, do you know what? Well, we can stop talking about this. But why I think that what this conversation is relevant is because so many people are travelling at the moment. Right. And it's annoying. Like, it is annoying to see people travelling and having a great time on Instagram. So we don't want to talk about how wonderful travel is. Because yes. I want to mute those people. I don't want to see it anymore. I you don't want to hear about it. You are that person, Laura Byrne. Yeah, but not anymore. I'm here. Now I'm that right she's not here. on holidays, not anymore. I'm in this room. <laughs> what we were talking about just before is like what is the things that go wrong or the pet peeves that you have when you are traveling yeah traveling well i've got one and this is a bit of a psa i want everybody listening to really take this on board when you go to the airport next time because it really grinds my gears you've gotten off your plane you've gone to the buggy you've gone to the baggage to pick up your luggage you try and say baggage and luggage simultaneously you've gone to the buggy, gets the buggy to the gate <laughs> yeah i get off my buggy to the buggage luggage pickup there you, you go to the baggage pickup and the baggage starts to come around. The people, if everyone stands, right, one to two metres back from the carousel, that means everybody there, every citizen can see their bag coming. Oh, but what yeah. people do is they step up, their, their knees, mm, their shins yep. are touching the carousel. Nobody else can see their luggage. So everyone has to move forward and then it is an absolute shit fight. So we've just done two, three years of social distancing, keeping a metre back. <laughs> no, Guys, social distance to the carousel. Not this when is- it comes to getting your baggage. But also, don't you think, like, that's the one time when people are so wildly selfish and it's the equivalent of when you're driving down a freeway and someone just won't let you merge. Yeah. They're like, no. Oh, they block you off. You know what I hate as well is automated check-in desks. Like, we can barely do self-serve at Coles, people. How do you think we can check into an international flight with a computer? I want to talk to someone in a lovely skirt and a little cravat on in and I want to... lovely skirt. I want to try and get a free upgrade. Yeah, God, shoot it, me. Then it says when you check in, right, you go through all these buttons, you press yeah. everything, you put your passport in, then it says, oh, sorry, you need to see someone at the desk. Yes. Well, okay, why did I just spend 15 minutes I'm trying to I'm not trained in? to put a bag tag on. I always get it wrong and I stick it on the well, wrong spot. The pressure when you have to label them together oh, exactly. You know how you have to put the bag tag on? Yeah. Laura's I, reckon they, I was like, I'm sure they go through so much rigorous training to figure that one out. <laughs> My pet peeve when it comes to like airport travel has to do with actually being on the plane. Mm. I'm a, I am a such a proficient sleeper. I can sleep anywhere. I can sleep anytime. It doesn't matter what's going on. I could be at a concert and I could have a nap. So like as soon as I get on a plane, I'm like, I must go on nap. Why? 
why wake someone up? Why wake someone up to ask if they want food? Why yeah. wake someone Like, you don't need to. I, Just let me sleep the whole time forever. I never get woken up for food. I always wake there. up and I've missed all the food. Oh, that or my neighbour's taken my meal. But no Maybe one... you've got sleep apnea. You should be tested. You <laughs> might be in a real deep <laughs> they sleep. They tried to wake you up three times, couldn't get there. Okay, my last peeve, and this is it, my last peeve. When you, the plane pulls up, everyone can get up off oh, the I plane. Know. I know what you're When say. everyone oh. frantically jumps up, like mm. no one's getting off the plane, guys. The doors are closed. The stairs haven't been wheeled over. But but it's not even that. It's everyone jumps up, right? And then when everyone can finally walk out, the people that don't let you in. So when you're closest to the door, it's your time to exit your row and they don't let you down the aisle. I think that is the height of rudeness. I have the feeling that you just have a problem with people who congregate. Like that's Brittany's problem just around the baggage. Groups of people. In the aisle. Any congregation, Brittany's against and it. She also yes. hates skate parks and public shopping centres. <laughs> shopping malls. And she hates protests. It is looking that, it is looking that way, yes. What is your airport pet peeve, your travel pet peeve? Give us a call. We'll get you on next. Uh, a lot of travelling happening in the world. A lot of luggage issues happening in the world. Travelling can be amazing when you're there, but the pet peeves that people have about travel, it's through the roof. You've got some, Brent. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple. I long had a list. very long list. I didn't know it was long until I started, actually. Well, I feel like we also want to make people who aren't travelling right now feel better about the fact that they're not travelling. Yeah, it's very true. True. So what's your p- airport pet peeve, your travel pet peeve? Ellie on 131065. Hi. Hi. Hey, Ellie. Hi, Ellie. What, what ticks you off, Ellie? Uh, so when you are travelling and you've got a flight to catch, or in my case the other day I was already on the flight, and they decide to get you back off the flight and just sort of let you wander back into the airport without having the slightest clue what's going on. Oh, so oh. They didn't t- was, it, was it just you? Were you arrested by the police or was the whole plane told to get off? <laughs> It was the entire plane was told to get off. Do you know what that sort of, to me, reeks of? That reeks of technical issues and the plane shouldn't be in the air. I think I'd be happy about that one. You don't want to be on that plane. No, I don't think that that plane should be going anywhere. (laughs) Nothing worse when the captain announces the reason for the delay is technical issues and then about nine minutes later it's fixed. Okay, nothing takes nine minutes to fix on a plane. Especially the engine. When there's like engine lights on, guys, just give us a hot second. Um, Blake on 131065, what's your pet peeve, buddy? Hi. Guys, what about these bloody Mensa advocates who are standing right at the very edge of the bag carousel. You know where all your bags come out? They've got oh, to stand right there, it's a, shoulder oh, to shoulder. You, and they're blocking everyone from being able to see which bag's coming through. You're sort of doing that stupid little jump that you do. You know, you stand behind them and you're doing the little hop. Can I see my bag? Can I see my bag? Get out of the way! <laughs> Blake, you are the man of my dreams. I, was say. I just said the exact same thing. I think I don't know. Maybe we should meet up can at I, the barrack baggage carousel. <laughs> though the amount of rage that you are displaying about this situation, I feel like you've you, this has really hit home for you. This has happened recently. Yeah, yeah. I was just flying back from the Goldie the other day, and I don't know if you saw all the footage, but the the, the airports were packed. Yeah, absolutely packed. Just stand back a little bit. Bit a bit of shoulder width apart. Wasn't that what we were supposed to be doing for all these last two years? You know. Bit of, <laughs> Wow, you and Did Blake and Britt. He was obviously to... just listening to the previous segment. Wasn't <laughs> like he? you've literally just you have just said word for word what I my pet peeve was what I've just ranted what about. What colour is your hair, Blake? You tall or send us a picture? Yeah, yeah, I'll get right on that. Blake, this is this is the public service announcement everyone needs. Thank you, Blake. Oh God, all right, that's the end of us. We're done. Not the end of us. Just for today, we'll be back next week. It is. We are back next week, and we have.
have a cracking podcast episode coming out on Tuesday. That is with Alexis Fernandez. She is a master's in neuroscience. She has a master's in neuroscience. She's something she's, that you don't have. Obviously. She's physically a master. <laughs> she's a degree. She's a piece of paper that you put on the wall. Um, <laughs> no, but the episode is so good because like, we talk a lot on the podcast about heartbreak, about like going through the motions, what that does to us. But she is talking about what is the effect on the brain during heartbreak? Like what actually happens to us? Why do we feel so crazy? Why do we feel so like bereft or heartbroken or, you know, and she's unpacking kind of like what's happening on a physiological level that actually makes us react the way that we do. And a lot of really serious, important stuff like why is makeup sex so good? So the stuff that we really wanted to know, you know? Yeah, the really important stuff. (laughs) The master's degree on the wall. Let's talk about sex, baby. But that is all coming up on Tuesday's episode. And that's it for us. Don't forget, tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your dog, tell your friends and share the love because we we love love. love. Love you guys. Always.